This episode of Half a Star is sponsored by Finding $5 in Your Jacket Pocket. Nice. Welcome to Half a Star, where bad ideas make great stories. This episode features special guest, the hilarious Cindy Rivers. Some info about an online arts festival produced by the Next Fest Arts Company. Ooh. All of this and more on Half a Star. Bad ideas never felt so good. He's Ben. And he's Justin. Take it away, Rob. I don't listen because it's a podcast. But if you feel that you must... Here they are then, Ben and Justin. Together they are half of a star. Justin. Yes. I'm very excited for this episode today. It's jam-packed to, to the brim, one might say. Even even more than the brim. I think it's got a little bit of surface tension. I think it's kind of peeking out over the rim as such. Hmm. Prairie dogging, if you will. I will not. I want to say before we get any further into this episode, there was one time where I found $5 in my jacket on two consecutive days. Really? And it was two different $5 bills. And I was like nine years old and it was the best two days of my life. And it's all been downhill ever since. Well, Ben peaked at age nine. Well, we knew that already. That was his $5 flex. uh, $10, hello. $10, sorry. This episode is better than finding $5 or even two $5 in your pocket. I'm really excited for this episode because Cindy Rivers was my best friend when I used to live in Alberta, and she's still a very dear friend, and... I get to talk to her and you at the same time. What more could a boy want? I got to say I'm a little bit nervous. This was something that I had circled on my calendar because what's going to happen when both of your worlds collide? I'm very interested to figure it out. And I, 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 my insecurity is flaring up, I guess, is what you could say. I mean, you've got nothing to worry about. That's what, that's what they always say when you have things to worry about. You have nothing to worry about. We'll be fine, sweetie. Ugh. Although I will say, Cindy and I walked through the fire together of traveling across Alberta doing, uh, doing a number of shows together. And on the drive, we conceived arguably the strangest idea for a comedic premise ever, uh, ever thought oh, of. Oh, yes. You've mentioned this to me before. Yeah. We, uh, we came up with a show. We were sleep deprived. We are like eight or nine hours on the road just out of our gourd and we just came up with a show called the pee and poo comedy hour uh i don't know if she still remembers it i don't I, it could have been a dream but uh perhaps we'll, we'll have see. to see yeah we'll have to see we have some cool news about cindy cindy is going to be featured on june 10th at the next fest arts festival this year it's going to be online and ben and i our ambassadors to the festival. Yes, we have been appointed. Uh, it is a thoroughly prestigious position. Absolutely. We definitely didn't just email and say, hey, can we help? We're my, looking uh, for stuff to do. My white linen gloves are in the mail because I feel fancy enough now with the title of ambassador to be able to wear them. Do they deliver linen by mail still? Everything's delivered by mail right now, Justin. Touche. So we... We take this position very seriously. We want to promote 
Next Fest as best we can. This festival is running online for 11 days. It's from June 4th to June 14, 2020. This is the first time they've uh, ever had to delve into the online sphere because in case you didn't notice, the world is getting a little tricky these days. You're darn tooting about that. And you have a history with Next Fest as well, don't you? I do. I, I did a show there last year, 2019. I got to present my solo show, The Wrestling Play. I got to present it there. Got to meet some really cool people. Got some really uh, really strong feedback to help build the, uh, build the piece. Shout out to Taylor Chadwick. Good guy who... Uh, what up, T? Give, give that boy the what up. He's, uh, he's a big wrestling fan, but he's also a, uh, his background is in dramaturgy and directing. He's a smart guy. He knows what's up. And uh, I was really lucky to have his, uh, his support on this project. Yeah, I mean, anytime you've spoken about the festival, you've spoken incredibly highly of it. Also, we're in a workshop at Next Fest. We just signed up. Yeah, I mean, on- they didn't tell us if we got in yet, but I'm sure we'll know by the time this airs. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we're in. If we just show up into the zoom room they're not gonna say no they're not gonna say no i mean look at us we're pretty exciting because it's about co-creating a show with your friend and keeping the friendship intact the workshop is called how to co-create a show and keep your friends and it's running sunday june 7th 2 30 p.m mountain time with elena bellier and tori morrison two fantastic theater artists who have been collaborating for for many many years they run a company called tiny bear jaws they put on they're putting on this workshop and i thought this would be uh like couples therapy for ben and i uh we've been Ben and I have been content creators for a decade now, I think. Together, certainly, yes. So we're excited to be part of this workshop and take advantage of the, uh, the online component of NextFest this year because otherwise we wouldn't be able to go. That's true. And that wouldn't make us very good ambassadors. Not so thanks, NextFest, for uh, letting us be a part. And we're super excited for it. Heck yeah. Let's get to our guest, shall yeah. we? Our guest for this episode is a bona fide comedian. Give up Rivers! Cindy has performed and headlined all over Western Canada. Um, I actually have a medical condition, guys, that makes my voice so deep. It's my penis. <laughs> oh, please. Somebody liked it. Uh, don't worry, lots of people like my penis. Uh, no, seriously, I'd give my left nut for a more feminine voice. And my right one. She was selected for the top 100 for the CBC's Next Up National Comedy Competition. So yeah, I am transgender if you guys are wondering. Uh, I'm also transgender if you're not wondering because that doesn't really fluctuate based on wondering. <laughs> she was a finalist in the Grindstone Comedy Competition and she has performed at the Los Angeles Diversity and Comedy Festival by Second City and in the Las Vegas Laugh Out Loud Comedy Festival. So basically, I'll give you a quick rundown. What that means is, born, uh, born male, identified female, okay? Really quick note, that's what that is. Uh, I'm also originally from Newfoundland. No newfies, cool. No worries. Uh, but now I identify as an Albertan. So I'm Albertan, that's cool. All right, so what that means, guys, is I was born in Newfoundland, and uh, now I have money. Cindy has opened for the wonderful Hannah Gatsby of Nanette and Douglas fame, has performed at Just for Laughs Northwest, and will be featured on June 10th 
at the Next Fest Online Festival. That's kind of funny. When I first came out, I told my mom. Uh, she was like, oh no, he's going to ruin his life. His life is over. And I'm like, no, mom, mom, it's not like that anymore. It's not like that, okay? She's going to ruin her life. <laughs> she she uh, totally regrets telling me to be more like my sister. <laughs> She's slightly awkward and quirky, but all funny. See, I um, decided I was going to start a transgender advocacy group. I did. Good thing. Found out real quick, bad idea called Transmission. <laughs> Never seen so many confused mechanics before in my life. Did not want to look under my hood. Let's give a huge half a star welcome to the one, the only, Cindy Rivers. We love you, Cindy. Uh, Thanks for having me. Cindy, I have to say before we get too far into this that I feel like I already kind of know you because I watched a lot of Justin's promotional videos while you two were on <laughs> tour. And I so, uh, I so related to your position in those videos of just sort of patiently sitting next to Justin as he did a whole bunch of filming that you may or may not have wanted to be a part of, which I also had to put up with a while, for a while too. As a trans woman who's also a lesbian, sometimes it's weird playing straight man to Justin's <laughs> antics. <laughs> No, that's, that's the way, uh, that's the way to enter a room right there. Cindy uh, has done a lot of remarkable work in Fort McMurray and abroad as an outspoken advocate for LGBT rights, trans rights, gay rights, all the rights that we as people all deserve. And Cindy is a champion of, of love, respect, and equality. Well, thank you for taking a step down from your important work to be with us today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you gotta take a break to get silly sometimes. It's uh, actually, uh, it's kind of all rolled into one now, really. The comedy and the advocacy and everything kind of all goes together. So Cindy, we're wondering if you can speak a little bit to uh, what is some of the work that you used to do uh, before you started uh, this whole comedy business more full time? So when I came to Fort McMurray, I, uh, I was an operations supervisor for materials management. So I used which, to do Which that means? My... <laughs> <laughs> means she has more money than us. Uh, that, means yes, okay. I used to make, that means I used to make money and watch warehouses do stuff. Okay, fair enough. Pretty much. Materials management is just a fancy term for warehousing uh, and some back-end supply chain stuff, essentially. So you just watch over those and you just, uh, when you're op-soup or operations, uh, yeah, operations supervisor, you just kind of uh, make sure everything's working. Cool. And when it's not working, you make it work. <laughs> and, um, then when I came out, stuff happens, uh, jobs didn't happen anymore, let's say, for reasons. And <laughs> I moved into a different line of work, and that's where I originally met Justin, actually. Uh, I started working with HIV North. I got some education in uh, uh, gender and sexuality, inclusion and diversity, actually, through the University of Pittsburgh online. And uh, I started working for HIV North, which was a not-for-profit up here, and doing sex, uh, sex education in high schools. How was it putting together those presentations and having to give them uh, uh, around uh, northern Alberta? I'm trying to find a polite way to say such a conservative environment. Uh, things were really hard at first, but I, I cared a lot. And I mean, I still care a lot, don't get me wrong, but I cared a lot about myself and how I looked and what people thought and, and, and what uh, uh, I was scared, like yeah. for my own. 
myself. And uh, after a while, and like now I don't like, I don't find it an issue at all anymore if I have to go give a presentation or a speech or do public speaking, which I still do. And um, it's, uh, I feel like my confidence actually helps uh, the presentation along a lot better. Because if, if I believe in what I'm saying, obviously, then people are going to believe in what I'm saying. Nice. Right? Uh, not that I didn't believe in what I was saying before. It's just that uh, I didn't believe in myself very much. Uh, you know, I wasn't out that that long and I was still, uh, you know, in still very much in transition, let's say, compared to where I am now. But. So when you would be faced with uh, challenges and um, uh, discomfort uh, when having to give these uh, presentations, especially early on in uh, uh, after you've just come out, uh, what kept you going what was it that kept you saying no i i, I need to do this nobody else was doing it <laughs> <laughs> okay i wasn't the only one i wasn't the only person that was afraid and nobody else was doing it what about the poor kids and the younger people i mean i was 30 years old at the time Mm -hmm. I mean, I was scared for everybody else uh, worse than myself, I guess. So right. I, uh, I really felt bad for like uh, the younger generation, uh, especially like if I was 19 years old, I'd be like, I probably wouldn't be here. Honestly, no way I could have done it. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, these, they need support, education, stuff like that. Right. So I'm like, whatever, nobody else is doing it. I'll do it. I'll keep doing it. Sure. And that's actually where comedy and public speaking started. Cause I was, just, I used to be afraid of public speaking and afraid of stages and afraid of that stuff. But that's where I started kind of public speak. Well, um, started public speaking and uh, using jokes to make things more comfortable. Right. Cause I know, I know for myself, you know, having been an actor for basically as long as I can remember and then having to do presentations as myself, I find that the self that I present as, as, a, as a presenter is still me playing some sort of facsimile of myself. So, so to have some sort of performance background is probably very helpful to that. Is, was that your experience? Yeah, I guess so. It is. I, I, feel like I, I feel like I'm very genuine on stage, but I'm extra genuine. I probably right. wouldn't be as honest to a person I'm meeting one-on-one -on -one as I am to a room of people. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To a room of people, I'm going to be extra nice and extra me today. One-on-one, <laughs> right, -on -one, right. I'm very closed off and very standoffish, but uh, you'll learn a lot about me in, in, in a big room. Who have been some of your biggest influences as a, as a comedian as you began your career in this art form? Who, yeah, who are your biggest inspirations and influences? All right. Let's see. Um, I, I hate this question every time somebody asks it. I'm like, oh, I gotta come up with names of people that are good. <laughs> I mean, Erica Moscow here in Fort McMurray was a big part of my beginning-ish, right? And Lisa Baker out of Edmonton now, originally out of Newfoundland. She's, uh, she was a big part of uh, me growing um, provincially here because uh, Edmonton's a much bigger city, obviously, than Fort McMurray and gave me... Uh, much more room to work down there and stuff right and right. from there i started um, meeting other comics and doing other work that was really great like uh, mike lynch uh, um, who's big in newfoundland cecil o'brien or whatever he does that outhouse tv uh, he actually lives in edmonton um, mike is a really great guy i love him to death and uh he's a he's a really big uh, impact i guess i, I like all his work it's really funny still makes me laugh there's a young comedian in Edmonton, Brad Samatok. I bring him up every time because uh, Brad uh, was fake ID and doing clubs. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he was like involved. He's old uh, school. When he, 
he's when great. He was, uh, he's still young, but when he was of age, um, when he was like 18 or whatever, and can actually legally do clubs because he's 18 here in Alberta, um, uh, Brad's just like, I was just starting-ish, you know, too, and then and, and Brad's absolutely wonderful, and we were doing the same clubs and the same competitions and the same everything, so Brad's wonderful, too, and then uh, Adam Blank makes me laugh every time I see him. He's a really great guy at Edmonton, so a lot of those uh, Edmonton comics are, are the, it's where I kind of comedically grew up, so to speak, so. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, shout out to the Edmonton comedy scene. So, Cindy. We want to know, on the list of Cindy Rivers' experiences, there are lots of high-ranking moments. We're looking for the moments near the bottom, which were, oh, dear, why? That was silly. That was stupid. That's a half-star idea. We want to know what's a half-star idea that Cindy has experienced. That is a wonderful question, because uh, I have a lot of really good things that I can talk about. Sure. Um, those are easy. Um, that makes me sound like I know what I'm doing, but I don't. I have, well, like you, I speak about going to Edmonton a lot. So I've driven to Edmonton for a gig, mm-hmm. right? To Which, by the way, if no one knows, Edmonton round trip is 10 hours. Oof. So five yes. hours one way. Right. Right? It's not close. <laughs> it's not a close travel. And we're talking like as northern Alberta as we can get here from Fort McMurray, just about. And uh, I've done that in the dead of winter for a gig for five minutes on stage. And, wow. um, and uh, on, I remember thinking on the way down, they were like, we'll give you seven for coming down. And I was <laughs> thinking, of, at the time I was thinking to myself, yes, yes, this is amazing. And then now that I look back on it, sometimes I think back on it because that was the first time I ever just took a gig, dropped everything and went. And I look back on it and I go, no, no, why did I do that? That was, and I like risked my life. I remember the roads were terrible. I drove, and it was at the Grindstone, but theater, which is a really nice venue too. I liked it there, but but it actually turned into a lot of good because then I got asked to do the radio show that they do at the University of Alberta there, which is actually really cool. But anyway, it turned into something good, I guess. That's Darn good. <laughs> yeah. See, that's Cindy, though. Anytime something, uh, some goofy curveball of life comes her way, like having to drive five hours in the dead of winter turn for five minutes of comedy, turns into seven minutes. There you go. That's like... <laughs> An hour per minute. <laughs> An extra two minutes of lemonade. There here's, you go. <laughs> here's two minutes. Speaking of long drives, Cindy, we drove from Calgary to Fort McMurray in one trip straight there. That was about, what was that, seven, eight hours? About eight, yeah. About eight. And I think half a star, given it's a celebration of bad ideas being good stories, uh, we came up with a concept for comedy. I'm wondering, do you want... Uh, this is not half a star. I'm behind this 100%. <laughs> this is a five-star idea. <laughs> what, okay. What, uh, what is this five-star idea that... Uh, I say we. I don't want full responsibility. <laughs> what is this idea? The pee and poo comedy hour. The pee. It has to be the pee and poo comedy hour. It is amazing. It is. It's the next big thing. I'm telling you. So what this is, is the pee and poo comedy hour. 
pee and oh. poop comedy hour. But get uh, this right. Get this right. P is a giant letter P capitalized wearing pants. Oh, wearing pants. Okay, good. And his best friend Pooh is Pooh, and he doesn't talk. <laughs> so they've got like a pen and teller thing going on. More not anthropomorphized as Pete. Oh, okay. He's just so he's just like a pile of excrement. I understand. It's definitely one of the stranger ideas I've ever been a part of, but I think it was born out of not enough sleep, too much monster energy drink. We're really mad at the state of, uh, of comedy, uh, blue comedy specifically, I think, like stuff that's really like uh, vulgar and gross. And I just said, well, why don't we just put on the pee and poo comedy hour while we're at it? <laughs> After that trip, I went back to my apartment and I decided to design the pee and poo comedy hour and film a number of recordings and give them to Cindy that uh, she's insisting that I, I share them. And this is the closest to a public admission of the pee and poo comedy hour. So my question for both of you is, have you secretly teamed up behind my back to uh, hijack this particular podcast and turn it into the pee and poo comedy hour? Is that what's happening here? So Cindy, what, uh, what would you have to say right now to convince me to share any of that footage? Well, it's funny. <laughs> Let me tell you a little about the history of uh, the pee and poo comedy hour. Well, well, this show is number one and number two. <laughs> That's a little pee and poo humor. And expect more of that on the pee and poo comedy hour. <laughs> You're in for a treat. You're in. Wow. Um, I was... mean... Yeah. It was somehow more well conceived and thought out than I expected. Um but I don't know, man. You couldn't uh, you couldn't see the the pee and the poo, so I think there's a visual component that okay, was lacking. Maybe. I, I can't imagine, but it's possible. Um yeah, Cindy, I guess I'm just curious uh about Justin is here with us, of course, so so you know, don't worry about hurting his feelings because he's a big boy. But do you think that this project has any sort of any sort of legs? Like, do you expect it to be fleshed out at all in the future? Or yeah, she's she's definitely hung up, uh, and that's probably for the best. I think uh, that uh, that's one of those instances of uh, it matters more what you don't say than what you say. To be honest, I kind of want to hang up too. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should just call it an episode. Well, uh, that's it for another episode of Have a Star, folks. Make sure you check out Next Fest. It's running online for 11 days, June 4th to June 14th, 2020, all over the interwebs. 11 days online. And on June 10th, you can see the very funny Cindy Rivers doing some comedy. Take care. Don't go to the park and wash your hands.